1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. Hey, the Mississippi PTA was founded in 1909 in Crystal Springs. And over 100 years later, the Mississippi PTA is still a powerful voice for all children. And today, we're going to go behind the scenes of the Parents Teachers Association and speak with Rosalind McCoy, president of the Jackson Council PTA, and Michelle Henry, vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools. Also, Anna Hall from the Education Committee will be joining us, too. Plus, Michelle And I will be talking about the latest headlines in the weekly roundup. And if you'd like to be part of the show, just give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you could email me at marshall at mpbonline.org. Hey, stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking here on MPB Think Radio.
0: MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to MPBonline.org/slash underwriting for more information. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio.
1: This is Now You're Talking from MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. Happy week after Thanksgiving. I hope you're over your turkey coma at this point. I know I am. I think I gained about six pounds, and that's not too bad. uh, All in one day. That was what was so awesome about it. Lots of carbs. It was a good meal all the way around. Hey, we got a great guest today, and we got a good show, and I think you're going to enjoy it. We have Rosalind McCoy. She's president of the Jackson Council PTA, and Michelle Henry, the vice president of the Jackson Council for PTA uh, for middle schools, and just to make it that much better, we have Anna Hill in the in a hall, excuse me, in the education committee in the studio as well. I cannot read my own handwriting, which is not a good thing on a Monday morning. But it is a Monday morning, and I hope you had a great weekend. I did, and I just wanted to say, everybody, um, today was the first day that my son drove to school. So I just want to say you made it through rush hour successfully, and he <laughs> made it there successfully, so all is good. And I'm feeling really old. I started growing my beard out. It turned white on me which is really rude and then on top of that i now have two kids driving but it was really great over the holidays because i had all three of my kids in the house and that was divine Um, we of course we of course decided hey we got a little time off let's just go hit the road because i'm not on the road enough And we drove to Atlanta to go spend Thanksgiving with my in-laws, which was good. Politics did not come up. Well, it almost came up a couple times, but we were like, no, 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 whenever that started up. So no politics. We wanted to enjoy our Thanksgiving and be thankful, not in a war. Uh, But it was good, and it turned out well. And the fun thing was we went to the Georgia Aquarium, which my youngest son loves sharks. So it was a good place to go because guess what they have? Sharks. Sharks. There you go. And I didn't realize that my child was an encyclopedia of fish because he's sitting there telling me Latin names of the fish. I'm like, where did you learn this? Well, I read it in a book. Well, that's good. But obviously I felt very stupid. Uh, but it was good, good, good. And I tell you, um, you know, Thanksgiving is one of those kind of holidays I just kind of wish was every day of the year. I, yeah. just, I just enjoy it. I really do. Not that I could handle that kind of eating, mind you. I would weigh 950 pounds. But it was still nice to sit down and look at all the things to be grateful for. And, um, yeah, it was just that kind of a week.
2: Yeah, a lot of people say that, but you know, we can actually keep Thanksgiving in our hearts every day. We can. And we wake up grateful every day about what we have and what we uh, where we go to work and things like that. We exactly. talk about that a lot on the show. Again, MPB. I don't feel like I'm coming to work. I'm coming
1: to do something that I love. You just I, know Jason's listening. No. That's why you're being so happy right now. <laughs> as a
2: disclaimer, no, Jason has nothing to <laughs> do. No, with I got to tell no. folks,
1: Michelle is honestly as upbeat and positive as she sounds like on. The <laughs> air. She's a very, very positive human being. But yeah, I agree with you. It, you know, and it's one of those things. I'm, I'm reading a book about the Lusitania, which was the ship that got torpedoed by the Germans and right at the start of World War I, because okay? Okay. I like reading obscure stuff. Okay, And it's a good book. Eric Larson wrote it. And there was a, an author that was on the boat that got killed, and his name was Albert Hubbard. And Albert Hubbard wrote a really cool short piece called Message to Garcia, which was based on... A courier during the Spanish-American War, basically the general said, take this to this general who's hidden in the jungle and go find him. And, well, he found him in four days and got the message to him, and that's how the U.S. ended up winning because of the, the... – anyway, long story short, the, the essay is about the fact that if you work a job – that most people will have bad attitudes. Mm. They generally they treat it like it's work. They go in, they ask questions, stupid questions, they, they complain, they gossip and everything else. And his point in that essay is if you've got a job, love it. Right. Embrace it go after it full bore. And I got to give you credit. You do a good job at that.
2: Well, thank you. But again, I say I credit where I work and the people I work with, but also I know me. I know, <laughs> of course. Getting to work with you every Monday and all of my hosts. You know, I know Mary Margaret It's almost Miller as good
1: and, as that wisdom tooth that had a hole in it, right? <laughs>
2: that, oh my God. We don't want to rehash that. No no
1: because that's great radio.
2: I, that is, but I do feel 100% better. Jason said this morning, you look back, you look normal again. <laughs> Have my what looking a nice at couple. You like, got to write
1: Hallmark cards. That's really touching. Right.
2: They're looking to me, like what I had my wisdom tooth extracted. Do you
1: feel less wise?
2: A little bit. It took really? a little. I'm just wisdom. curious. Yeah. Look, <laughs> but it was a hole in my tooth, so I was here on the floor in of my office screaming, crying, and everyone was concerned. Oh, yeah. And my yeah. co-worker, I have good. to say one more time, Kendra, she's not feeling well today, but Kendra... Uh, oh, great. Right? No, she
1: caught it from you. Yeah.
2: No, no, no. She she's actually has a little cold, but she took me, drove me around oh, to three hilarious. different offices. Oh, that was hilarious. And you called me. I dentist. was in her
1: driving, and it literally sounded like you were on something. I was, I, I'm not sure what it was. I but was on pain. You were on pain. <laughs> yes. sound like something Mr. T would say.
2: But, you know, that takes me back to being grateful, pain. being thankful. I'm thankful for my coworkers. I'm thankful that God, I know, you know, we don't want to, God made that happen where we found a dentist that was open (laughs) haphazardly, you know, things happen. And for me, I'm just grateful that I'm alive and I'm able to do what I love every day. I mean,
1: does that sound corny, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the thing. Um, Gosh, I'm trying to think now. I'm 20 and I'm 17 years out from cancer. So, but I get up every morning. Yeah, I know. I I didn't just thank my my doctor. He did a great job. And I did a good job healing. So I figured we we kind of worked as a team. Um, But, you know, every morning when I see that sunrise, if I'm out running or so forth. And uh, Thanksgiving, my oldest son and I decided to get up and we hiked Kennesaw Mountain, which is a mountain in the Atlanta area. And so uh, we went up right as the sun rose. And we sat there on top of the mountain watching the sun come up over the horizon. And it was so, and as corny as it sounds... Ever since I've had the cancer, I just sit there and watch the sunrise and go, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just gratefulness. And yeah, there I complain. Trust right. me. We uh-huh. all do it. But, um, you know, it's that, but I say Thanksgiving in our heart because, I mean, seriously, you watch the news these days uh-huh. and there's a lot of stuff on there that just, it's heartbreaking. Um, or it's one day
2: you're crushing. here, one day you're talking to someone and the next day they're gone. Yeah. Or the next minute and you never know when someone's last day here is, you know, on earth. so I Is say, there something
1: I need to know here? Because you're looking at me funny.
2: <laughs> take every opportunity. Oh, you, if you want to tell somebody you love them, if you want to um, tell somebody thank you, take every opportunity uh, to do that while they're here and not wait till they're gone. And speaking of gone, you mentioned that Oprah's mother I saw passed. that she
1: passed away. and so She was 93. She passed away on Thanksgiving. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. You lose your mama. You lose your mama. Right. And she can be
2: 105. Tough. doesn't yeah. matter. She's a part of you and you're a part of her. And, you know, that's going to be a loss. But she lived a good 93 years. 93. That's good. I
1: mean, I, you know, I'm sure when I'm 93 that that will not seem to be like a long life. But, but you know, it's funny because Stan Lee died. And, mm-hmm. and I did that cartoon about Stan Lee. Mm-hmm. I think he was like 93, 95, something like that also. I want to live a life. I think we all should aspire to live a life that when we pass away at 93 or 95 years old, that everybody around us says, you know what? He was taken too soon. Uh. You know, because there's some people that when they pass away at 93, you're kind of like, Thank goodness. Oh, my. You know, no, I'm just kidding. I, I would never <laughs> be so cruel. But there are some people that honestly are alive until the day they quit breathing. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's something to aspire to. Yes, it is. Yeah. And speaking of aspiring, we oh my have gosh. wonderful ladies wonderful. here today.
1: Yeah, it, this is great. We That was a good segue. It was. really was. You yeah, had uh-huh. to go on radio. I do. Uh-huh. You had to go on radio. Maybe. We got Rosalind McCoy here. She's president of the Jackson Council PTA. Michelle Henry here is the vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools. And Anna Hall is here who gave me the ex- very exclusive, wonderful title. She's on the, ex- the Education Committee. So we'll get her to explain that as well. And I can tell you this. I do a lot of traveling around the state and speaking, and I go into a lot of schools. And it's always really cool when you see a school where the parents are totally involved. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out about how they are involved as well coming up after the break. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Thank you.
0: Listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPP Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns.
1: All right, I want to thank the Now You're Talking Orchestra for that little that little tune. It's great. We have a full orchestra in the studio. You just don't realize it. It's the magic of radio. Hey, thanks for listening, by the way. You know, we're talking about things that we're thankful for. I'm thankful for you. I appreciate you being part of the show. And, of course, if you want to be part of the show, you can give us a call at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. Well, I tell you what, I mentioned a little bit earlier how um, – You know, I'm out and about and I travel and I like to go into schools. And number one, I can always tell when a school's got a great principal because you walk in the, the front door and things are clean. The kids are pretty orderly for the most part. The teachers seem to be in a pretty good mood. But I tell you, when you see a school where the parents are involved, that is a school where magic is happening. And we got three people here today who helped make that magic happen and going to tell us a little bit of their story. And I'm very exciting. We got Rosalind McCoy, who's the president of the Jackson Council PTA, who is about to go into mutiny because she's having to wear her headphones. So but I think she's going to be cool. And, of course, Michelle Henry is the vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools, who also went to Atlanta over Thanksgiving. So that was pretty cool, too. And Anna Hall here, who's from the. Um, education Committee, and we're going to find out what that is exactly, because that sounds pretty ominous. No, just kidding. Anyway, ladies, thank you for being, in the sh- being with us today. Thank you for having us. Oh, no problem. So, there we go. Alright. Uh, I'll tell you what, Rosalyn, we'll start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourselves.
3: Well, I am now a former parent of the Jackson Public School District. I had the wonderful opportunity of witnessing my daughter travel from kindergarten through 12th grade while across wow. the stage. Uh-huh. as um, And now official alum of Jim Hill High School, Yay. home of the Mighty Tigers. Um, but in addition to that and my role as a wife, um, I am a proud alum of the Jackson Public School District, Lanier mm-hmm. High School, home of the 833 Nation, Mighty Bulldogs, all of those great things in between as the best high school in the Jackson Public so School I, District. So I
1: detect there may have been a little bit of a rivalry in your household.
3: Uh, yes, because yes, my okay. husband is a proud graduate of Jim Hill High School, so we are uh, house divided. Yes, I could have gotten pretty And then I'm outnumbered, too. But... Wow. I stand strong i'm eight three three I'm a husband. you're always outnumbered trust me <laughs> so um but um outside of that, and I'm gonna even say that it's also personal for me to yeah. be um not just an alum parent of the district, but I'm still what I consider a parent of the district because my heart has adopted twenty four thousand students of this district, or however many we currently have um who I am to them is a village mom, I would say. Yeah. Um, that's boys, girls alike, all ages, everything in between. Right now, I am the proud aunt of some nieces and nephews that are going through the school district. So my ties to this are forever. Um, in addition to that, my my heart will not let me let go of a whole lot of things in the school district, and that's whether it's PTA or whether it's booster club, parent, um, co-parent, or anything. You know, that's related to that. My heart is in the Jackson Public School District. So wherever there's work to be done there, I am willing to assist with whatever that needs to be done. So I'm
1: impressed because, like you said, you you watched your child cross the stage. A lot Mm -hmm. of parents at that point are going, "Okay, next phase. But you were you're still so engaged.
3: Right, right. Um, And some of that, too, maybe because with the help of family like the ones that are sitting here at the table who have surrounded ourselves um, with everybody's child across the district, it just becomes more of a village like thing in our school community yeah. um so while my child is now on the college um because of the engagement that she was involved in she comes back does things with jackson public school district really? she is one that we call an ambassador alum uh-huh. with the um jackson council youth program that yeah. we have so it's, it's a lot of different threads to this but at the end of the day we do consider ourselves um a family for jps and njps excellent
1: michelle what's your story
4: I am the mother of 6 children. Six. And so wow. even though I'm not from Jackson, mm-hmm. um, I'm a, I'm a native of Louisiana, but um my children are I have two graduates of Jackson Public Schools and then I have two high school students, a middle schooler and an elementary student. Wow. And so being involved in the district is mandatory yeah. because I want my children to have the very best that they can. And sometimes that requires having parents that are actively involved in in community or communion rather with the teachers and the administration of the school. Now, how I got it on this level with Jackson council <laughs> is kind of like that um, episode that, part in the godfather when
1: you didn't show um, up to a meeting one day that's what happened and
4: they said you know, <laughs> i tried to get out but they pulled me they pulled back, you in. Pulled you back in. <laughs> right right yeah. so um it's kind of like that but i love it because yeah. we get the opportunity to see students who may not have been um may have been little caterpillars turn into butterflies mm-hmm. and that is amazing mm-hmm. and Chill bumps and everything you can't see that radio, nope, but I do. It's true, but she does. It's <laughs> it's really beautiful to see children become their best selves, That's and right. to know that you you may not have directly had a hand in that, but yeah. you got to watch it. That is beautiful, and so I love being working with Jackson County. So by giving
1: today. so much of yourself, you're actually getting just a little bit back in return. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, Anna, um, uh, of course, you're on the Education Committee, so mm-hmm. you're going to now tell the whole world what that means.
5: The Education Committee is a branch of Jackson Council PTA that handles our Youth Ambassador Program. Okay, And that's uh, student representatives from all seven high schools that we work with and train and try to expose to as much civil engagement as possible. Yeah, uh, We work on social justice issues uh, such as voting and hold voter registration drives and... Um, advocate for better education funding uh, and just community presence, getting them out there to school board meetings and to city council meetings so that we can have a fully engaged um, team unit as well so that they're advocates within their own schools.
1: Yeah, I would think um, because, I mean, I have Teenagers, I know how this rolls, but I would think that if you have kids that are totally actively involved and they see how the sausage is made, mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. go back to their friends exactly. and really spread mm-hmm. the word better it than spreads. you know mom or dad or the teacher or the principal trying right. to talk to them. So mm-hmm. that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you get? How did you get involved?
5: I first became involved in PTA when my middle son started school at Walton Elementary. They mm-hmm. have an amazing PTA there, and um, just. Slowly started integrating into Walton and their day-to-day practices, have a wonderful PTA president, Christian Woodruff, who taught me all the ropes and all the ways to be engaged, which led me to Jackson Council, and they have trainings for PTA members on a regular basis, twice a month, actually. One tonight. One tonight. One tonight, (laughs) so that uh, you can put best practices forward in your own PTA unit, and got Connected with these two wonderful women and the other women on Jackson Council and just became more and more involved.
1: Very cool. Let's talk a little bit about the history of Mississippi PTA, because like I said, 1909, it was founded in Crystal Springs. I mean, it's been around for a long time. What what are the advantages to uh, not only the history, but what are the advantages of having a structure like PTA as opposed to parents just going in and doing their own thing?
3: Well, what I've learned um, through my experiences with PTA, and it's been a very long time, honestly, for at least 13 years, if not longer, is that some people seem to believe that PTA is just um, a fundraising piece of school work, whereas PTA was founded on advocacy, um, advocacy in about four or five different directions. Right. And as that relates to the work in Mississippi, um, the advocacy was it was birthed as a pool of parents in Crystal Springs who was experiencing a lot of issues in their school district, most of which they did not know enough about or understand at the time, so they were just kind of relying on on each other for help to understand why why is it that we can't, why is it that we don't, why is it that they do this, and why does it have to be this way, those type of things. So out of those conversations in somebody's house, a baby was born that is now a national... um, piece of great work for parent advocacy Um, and the advocacy is streamlined to public schools or public education whatever that may look like in every state in the country Um, but the great thing about it is it started right here in Mississippi Um, and despite all of the current education issues that um, all of our school communities in our state face right now the real thing about this is um, it started with a small group of parents who were just interested in doing something else to make education work for their families at the time. And it just grew into this super fantastic thing that created another um, thread of that work, which is the Jackson Council PTA. And the Jackson Council PTA was birthed in 1989. And that was a result of PTA growing so big, it became too much for a small group of parents to manage, so yes. they created councils, and so those councils are um became a group of just as- inter- just as much interested as the first group of parents that started the p t a and so We have 58, well, we had 58 units in the Jackson Public School Districts because, despite popular belief, JPS is the second largest school district in the state of Mississippi under DeSoto County, and that's in terms of enrollment. However, we are the largest urban school district in the state of Mississippi, so we got a whole lot of houses. To help, you know, understand this whole education thing and all of that stuff. And all of that can take a whole lot of time and a whole lot of work. So the council was created to help manage all of those processes to birth leaders, even starting with great youth programs like the ambassador programs, so that we can keep a cycle of great and positive public education resources and tools going on, not just in our school district, but in our states and our surrounding school communities. So PTA, um, Is certainly a helpful resource for a lot of different reasons, but the platform of it is advocacy and Mm -hmm. advocacy, meaning that we want the best and whatever that may look like of education in the form of quality um, education for every student possible, not just in Mississippi, but in the country. Um so for Mississippi, we have to create that experience and right. we and creating that experience means we have to get educated on every different every kind of component, whether it starts at the state capital through the legislative issues, um, which includes all of the funding craziness that we saw, that we, that we have going on at that to actually sitting close enough to parents where parents can start to understand all of these different components of education so that not only can they better understand it, but when they understand it, they can better execute things mm-hmm. in their schools. And yeah. that's when you start to see schools transform. Exactly.
1: I think that's, I think you just touched on something that's really important. And I think that that's why y'all should be celebrated because Honestly, if you don't know what the issues are, you don't know how to help. Right.
4: And that was, um, we were reminded a couple of weeks ago that public education was so that we could have an informed constituency. That's right. And jackson council pta takes that very seriously right. not just the public education of our children but also the education of the adults in the room with our children the yeah. parents in the room with our children that's because right. we may have all have the same issues but until we understand the reasoning behind those issues and ways to bring solutions to it then we are just like little noises going around exactly. that's right. but collectively we have a voice and we can speak that voice and that's what Jackson council tries to do not just with our students, but also with our parents Mm -hmm. and then sending and using it as a cycle because our students will one day become parents and we want them to be just as involved when they become older as they are when they're younger.
1: Well, I mean, and I know a lot of school districts have challenges and so forth. I know Jackson public schools had a huge challenge in the last two or three years. Mm -hmm. And I mean, y'all were right there. And I can only imagine if you weren't involved, it would have been really tough knowing exactly what was going on with your kids' education. That's right. That's right. Staying on top of it. Right.
4: So, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, When this, when Jackson public schools was facing um, a lot of adversity Mm -hmm. last year, um, we, Jackson Council PTA, along with other organizations throughout the city, we encouraging yeah. parents to understand exactly what was going on right. and to be there because it makes a big difference when things are going on behind closed doors. But when you have to actually look in the face of the people that you are making those changes yes. in regards to, it makes a big difference. And so we were really... Um, big advocates on making sure parents and students were there to participate in the process and to learn more about the process.
1: And I tell you what, y'all, y'all absolutely nailed a truism about um, being a parent uh, when we were in the green room talking about communication and mm-hmm. talking about, you know, what the difference between communication at the elementary level, the middle school level, mm-hmm. and the high school. Tell, tell, let's recreate that conversation because I think mm-hmm. a lot of parents will be going, yeah, that's very true. So, elementary school, communication is usually pretty easy, right?
4: Yeah, so um, elementary school, we, talk, administration talks directly to parents. Um, you, you get, like at my my son's um, elementary school, every Monday I know that a notice is coming on, home telling me what exactly what's going on from the week. And during the week I get one from the principal, I get one from the teacher. Um, my middle schooler, I um, my middle school principal does a really good job of communicating via the robocalls that Jackson Public School yeah. has, mm-hmm. but on everyday activities not so much. Because they have that communication directly with the student, and it is then the student's responsibility to bring it back to me. Now, my when my son was a sixth grader, everything that they told him came right back. He's a seventh grader now and mm-hmm. he's filling himself. And so sometimes <laughs> mama doesn't always get that information. And my ninth and 10th graders are in high school. All information goes directly to them because they make announcements over the intercom. Right. I'm not at the school. And so communication on the high school level is more administration directly to to um, students. But as parents... If we know that the communication levels are going to be adjusting, that's when we don't take our hands off of them. We keep our hands on them even more. Exactly. So because we know that we're not going to hear directly from administration, so we have to show up. Like you spoke in the green room about your dad showing up while you're eating lunch. Yeah,
1: I was like, how did you get in the building? I think the man <laughs> had a key. <laughs> yeah,
4: so we have to pop up and, and understand that pop-ups don't, don't mean that we go and we interrupt instructional time. Exactly. Or we go and we... um try to bogart our way into classrooms, et cetera. But we take the opportunity to sit down and eat lunch. I can eat lunch with my middle schooler. And when I sit down to eat lunch, I can find out everything that has happened that entire day just by having lunch. I'm not disrupting the classroom, but I am actively involved. And like Rosalind Ross said earlier about being a village mom, kids come to you and they see you there. And so they know that you're someone who cares. And because you're someone who cares, they may want to share that information with you. High school, School is a little bit different because kids kind of shy away from you. But, and, you, and then you can be the cool mom one minute and the not so cool mom the next minute because you did something you thought was cool and it really isn't. <laughs> but, but if you always keep it at the forefront of your activities, doing what's best for the children right. at that school, then you'll never go wrong because they'll see your heart. Children are very, very, um, have very great discernment and they can see your heart. And if they know that your heart is in it and you're doing it because you really care about them, then they are more than welcome to share the information with you.
1: I mean, that's kudos to what y'all are doing because I I can tell you this just from having kids of my own kids won't listen to words, but Mm -hmm. they'll pay attention to your Mm -hmm. actions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big time, Mm -hmm. big time as well on that. Um, Just it, it, just the fact that you're in the schools though, and you're able to do that. And and I want to point out, I want to point out real quick before we go to break. Um, you know, sometimes I think parents can go overboard in a classroom and and you know try and like you said, but that's not what y'all are all about. You're you're sitting there, you're in the schools, you're getting involved because you want to see what you can do to help the teachers and the in the administration mm-hmm. be able to give the best quality education to your kids. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, perfect. Right. That's very good. Well, I tell you what, we're going to continue this. Conversation, But we all need a break, you know, because we've been talking for a long time. We need that whole minute just to rest and so forth. And we're going to come back. We're talking with Rosalind McCoy, president of the Jackson Council PTA. Michelle Henry is the vice president of the Jackson Council PTA. And, of course, Anna Hall, who's on the Education Committee. And we're going to talk a little bit more about what they do on the local level with the PTA. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
0: You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is
1: Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. Happy Monday. Thank you for being part of the show. And, of course, if you want to be part of the show, we'd love you to call. You can give us a call at 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING because sometimes you've got questions that I don't ask. Well, I tell you what, we have got a great show today. I would like to welcome back into the conversation we have Rosalind McCoy, president of the Jackson Council PTA, Michelle Henry, who's the vice president of the Jackson Council of the PTA for middle schools, and Anna Hall, who's on the education committee. Um, I feel like we have total power structure here. I I tell you what... um, (laughs) Rosalind, really, seriously, you don't have to wear the headphones. It's okay. I I will give you a pass there because this has been now 35 minutes into the show, and I I just noticed that you're about ready to have a mutiny here. I I don't want to lose you because you're a great guest. Don't want to lose you. And I have a strange feeling that um, you're kind of a hard person to say no to.
3: Mm, You got that, huh?
1: Yeah. I don't know why. But that's awesome because that makes things happen.
3: You see this fire starter over here. Yeah, but that's because she, she cares. So with the yellow mic, yeah, and she has the booster cable with the blue mic.
1: <laughs> yes, okay. I, I about to say Michelle's just over there, but quiet, smiling. I have a feeling that she's, of course, you know, vice president. You know, does that, vice president what? What exactly does that title mean? Does that mean you're like one heartbeat away from the presidency?
4: So it means that that's what the bylaws say.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, so the, okay.
4: There's
3: a story behind
1: it. Uh, okay. Oh, well, let's tell it. That's what we're here about. I want to hear the story here. Okay.
4: No, so it, it just means that that's what the bylaws say. But Jackson Council PTA, we are hands-on. Yeah. And so um, while Rosalind is our fearless leader as the president, mm-hmm. and she is the face and the voice of Jackson Council PTA, this is 100% a collective group. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. we work very well together because regardless to where we come from, right. our goal is to do what's the best for the students at Jackson Public Schools. And because of that we work really well together. There are some ladies who are not here today who mm-hmm. are part of the collective. But um yeah, titles for us.
1: Um, Basically, it's whoever sees something that needs to be done goes and does it. Right. Yeah.
4: Right.
3: Which and is we'll awesome. making a point um, that everybody knows everybody's know. You know that kind of stuff. Well, um, it's what old school people call. You need to know everybody's job mm-hmm. and everybody's role and all that. Yeah. I call it. You need to know everybody's know. So what Anna knows, I need to know, and what okay. I know, Michelle needs to know, and Ramsey needs to know. Right. What everybody knows so that kind it's of stuff.
1: K N O W not. Everybody's no, like right, okay, all right, no, right, just checking there. Okay. Right, right,
3: and, and that like headphones, us. that's your no. That's a no. That's in <laughs> <N-O>. hole. That's your <laughs> no. Okay, just checking. So, um, but but it helps us yeah. to keep keep jailed in the right places it helps us to show up and be so many different places because mm-hmm. we get asked a whole lot how do you be here and how do you do this and right. how do you do that you know what because it's not one person it's not even two three or four it's a group of great people who are steady recruiting other people I gonna ask- that's why we have all these trainings that annals yeah. talking about because we want to help groom people to become this thing mm-hmm.
1: well that's the thing i was going to say um and in- You know, Anna, you can probably even touch on this too. When you get get involved in this, how do you start out? You know, somebody comes up and taps you, or they're sitting at a table saying, "Join the PTA," and you sign down, but you don't realize exactly what you're getting into, or do you know that it's going to end up being a you know huge heart commitment? Absolutely
5: not. You do not know that what the commitment is going to be. I think there there are many levels to PTA. Sometimes people hang back and, and they say, oh no, as soon as I step in there, they're going to be asking me to do everything. Right. Yeah. And that that's really not the case. PTA doesn't want to be dragging people in for, for every single event. You come to the table with your strengths and, right. and offer them up and they will be welcomed with open arms. I think that... Um, for me I absolutely was all in I just wanted to be as involved as possible yeah so but you can certainly walk in and join your local PTA and your five dollars will be most appreciated and yeah. we'd love to see you at the meetings so
1: <laughs> well okay let's just go ahead and talk about what y'all provide on the local level advocacy training what is advocacy training what because we touched on this a little bit but when you're getting going through advocacy training what do you what do you learn
4: so advocacy training has two folds. Um, we focus on the parents and we focus on the students okay. because they're, they come from two different angles and they have different perspectives. Right. Parents are more on explaining to them exactly how their tax dollars go toward the fully funding of education and how um, education, I mean, not, government doesn't work from the top down. It works from the bottom up right. and getting them more involved on the bottom level so that they can make changes as we rise up. For students, it is getting them to understand that they do have a voice in their education and that it's not just what someone tells you to do. And so our advocacy training for our students is teaching them to speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. They get the opportunity to learn about issues. um, As we are preparing for our activity Mm -hmm. in February, our PTA Day at the Capitol, our ambassadors will set up what they will call our legislative agenda. And those will be points that they see going on in their school district that they would like to bring to the attention of the legislators. And then on thanks to our VP of legislation, we have in others, we have the opportunity to teach them how to speak directly to legislators. Do you know that there's a lot of money in being a lobbyist and that, and all that the lobbyist does is speak directly to legislators to share their opinion and their thoughts. And so because of that, we have, um, we try to teach our our young people how to be able to speak directly with our legislators, and that is done by the um at our p t a day at the capitol where we go and we Show up at the Capitol dressed all alike, looking mm-hmm. nice, and bring it, pulling buses and buses and buses of kids to the Capitol for the sole intent of sharing their legislative agenda with our elected officials.
5: And I think removing the intimidation from those situations, yes. too, right. is that mm-hmm. we would like all of our students to know that you can walk into the Capitol. You can speak to mm-hmm. the people who you voted into office, but also with our parents removing the intimidation from from talking to administrators and yeah. knowing mm-hmm. what resources are available. You know, many of the times our parents in our district are struggling with issues that they feel there are no resources for. And, right. in fact, there are plenty of resources. It's like Michelle having a toothache and not knowing that they're a dentist. You know, yeah. and just yeah, assuming it's something she needs to suffer through. Right, because she
1: did that for about five months. So don't don't be thinking it happened in one day. So the whole dentist thing just snuck up on her. She really did. So... Very good. I like her. Whatever. I'll you all back, actually. We'll talk about anything. I'll just make this into a show. Um, but th- you're right. And, and you're right. Because I, and I know that as a parent, because sometimes you, you literally, your eyes start to glaze over when you start seeing all the different things. And you know your child has got this issue that you need help with. And so you don't know where to start. But guess what? With mm-hmm. a little bit of learning, mm-hmm. there you go. Kind of mm-hmm. cuts, cuts straight to the chase.
3: And this this also reminds me that um parent and child needs are different. Mm-hmm. Um they they need totally that some of their stuff is the same, yeah, and it overlaps. But as far as their real direct needs are quite different. Yeah. Um children need certain things from their schools and they recognize those needs right. even as children. Whereas parents have a totally different that they need from schools. Like, for example, children, especially when they get um, in the upper grades, they may not realize how unsafe or the conditions of their schools is having a direct effect on whatever their situation or their challenge may be in the classroom. Some of the students may not even care because they may be focused on something totally different. Mm -hmm. Whereas a parent, only for example, a parent may see how you know we talk about this um uh, school to prison pipeline thing. That's like a popular conversation these days. Yeah. But what that looks like may look totally different from a pa- for a parent than it does for a student. A student may not see anything wrong with those what do they call those metal detectors mm-hmm. right. at the door because they're just they're so used to it, it has become normal. So what it's at the door. I don't have anything, I don't. Da, da, da. But from a parent's perspective, it may send a totally different message with a totally right.
1: different signal. Right, because it, we remember when we went to school, they weren't thinking. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah, yeah,
3: you know. So, um, because of all of those things, we take those things into consideration mm-hmm. when we're developing trainings. Because we develop trainings not just on our experiences as parents, but our experiences um, um leaders in the community. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we're leaders in the community, we don't just have stuff going on at home. We have experiences with parents' as, parents'. As, Parents in their homes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because some people may experience challenges in their homes that directly uh, affect their students' performance in the classroom. Right. But when there's no relationship mm-hmm. um, between the parent or the home and the school, principals and all of those great people that we rely on every day when we send our kids on the school buses, they have no idea what is going on, what may be keeping Johnny from doing X, exactly. Y, and Z in exactly. the classroom. Because teachers or what come in is and causing they causing him know. to respond right. in certain things. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So I totally agree with these women here. There's such a huge layer of something else underneath the top layer, and sometimes parents just don't consider all of those things because they don't know what they're experiencing. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I know that yeah. kind of sounds weird. No, no, no. But we just don't quite understand that sometimes. But when we when we have the knowledge that we need to understand that we don't have to be intimidated right. by a principal when we go into our school because despite popular belief, the schools are ours. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or despite popular belief, the capital is ours. Mm -hmm. You know, know? that kind of stuff. But um, we don't have to have a fear of going in a place that we have to trust, whether we like them or not. We have to trust to send our children to every day. We don't have to fear those things. You know what I'm saying? And we certainly don't have to fear the people or the systems and all of those things because it belongs to us. And it's also about
4: building relationships. That's right. Because... Parents have to build relationships with our teachers, but also with other parents. That's right. I may sit there and say, um, I don't want I don't know what kind of background Anna has, and so I may not want Anna's child to interact with mine, but that could come from my own ignorance of not knowing Anna. That's But right. once I build that relationship with Anna, I'm like, Anna, I need your son to be with my son in X, Y, and Z, um, and we can work together because your son is facing some of the same challenges that my That's son right. is facing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's about
1: building relationships. Well, on another level I'm building relationships, and Michelle's got a question. Michelle, I'm not... Not cutting into your time here, I promise. Um, and when you have that relationship with administration, with teachers too, you're not just a person coming with a problem, you're coming in as Michelle. Right. Yeah. And so right. that is huge. People listen when they actually have a relationship right. with you, you know. And mm-hmm. so, and, and I know, granted, I'm not saying that the teachers and the administrators wouldn't listen if you came in with a problem. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that it's kind of like that secret sauce when you mm-hmm. come in on there saying, Oh, hey, Michelle, What what's going on? Oh, mm-hmm. really? Oh, okay. You know, we because they have in their mind, oh, she's the one who comes in and does all this, this that mm-hmm. helps. So mm-hmm. that's huge, you know huge what? Too. We
3: really are the secret sauce. We are. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I just thought PTA stood for communication. I
1: thought it was short for communication. I thought it was PTA was short for communication, not for headphones, but definitely.
5: But I mean, the Im- the important part of that, though, that ties into PTA is not every single parent can walk into the school and right. have time to establish relationships exactly. with teachers or be present. So we are the conduit that makes that happen. That's huge. Yep. If, if you're a working parent and you can't make that time to establish those relationships, understand that that is what we're doing. So you're part of a unit mm-hmm. that automatically has that line yeah. of communication.
1: Yeah. So they could text Text you, or they could mm-hmm. text Michelle, or also, yeah, they yeah, Exactly,
3: they
5: really, really do. Yeah, yeah. Um, because
3: people have their things, yeah. and sometimes they can share those with us, and we can. Michelle will go into a school and say, you know what, can I just have a conversation with you, principal, mm-hmm. To parent, conversation with you. I had a parent to express this concern, to tell me about this, this, this. How can you help me help her to do whatever that thing is? You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's village building. Yeah, It's, it's village building.
2: Definitely. Michelle? Well, before we go to break, my question, and I noticed you guys were talking about uh, at, at your office, and we'll talk about a little bit at the end where that is, <laughs> where that, now she puts on her headphones, but where that office yeah, is and things but my question is this do you have many uh, men working with you ladies and how big is the uh, male presence in the PTA as a whole and in your organization at the main office? Girl let me tell you about the men Oh stop no, 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 well, I'm in the no, room I'm
1: in the
3: room
2: Well how um, challenging so, is it to get you know get uh, men as involved? F- mm-hmm. As far
3: as the council as the, um, the group of officers we do have One guy, Dr. Dr. Senator Senator David Blunt, Blunt. who serves as our VP of legislation. Um, But even outside of that, because we consider ourselves a network, we have this super fantastic program called the Books in the Barbershop Mm -hmm. that um, is a community literacy effort that is made possible by way of a huge partnership between the council and the school district. And what the intent was was to create an experience for men in the community to increase male engagement Mm -hmm. and to also be of assistance to school by using those men to tap into the minds of our um black boys in our yeah. schools, because based on the data, especially at the time that we created this experience our our young our young boys our boys were experiencing challenges in the classroom, whether it be from behavior to all of these different things because boys are different from girls so not only was there a mentoring piece involved, but of course, according to the data, our reading our test scores, and our literacy pieces and all of those things, our numbers went down here when compared to the females, and and that was across the district. So when we started having these conversations, we pulled in um, people from the State Department of Education and all of these trying to figure out how can we create an experience that goes beyond the school building that can help Create a different experience for boys so that not only are they hearing how important this is in school, they're hearing how important it is in their community and they're hearing it from people who look just like them. So we created this Books in a Barbershop program to where we got barbers across the city who um, volunteer their time to create mentoring experiences in their shops. Um, And they connect that to reading by some means. So the work of the women is we help provide the resources, which is a ton of books made possible by um, sponsorships and donations from people all across the southern region. Um, Scholastic is one of our big um, supporters Mm -hmm. for that. They help provide us a ton of reading resources, and we create three libraries in barbershops all across the city of Jackson and the barbers they not only take advantage of those reading resources to put a book in the hand of the boys that come in to get haircuts and stuff, but they have conversations with them. Mm-hmm. And the conversations are, yeah, just boy, man talk, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, that's which, great.
1: Which goes on in a barbershop. Which right? it goes on in
3: a barbershop, yeah, yeah. But the but the literacy piece in it, our, our barbers were so interested in doing the best that they can possibly do with this, they started to become interested in getting in Jackson Public Schools. So the literacy coaches and JPS created a of professional development just for barbers so that they can understand the language so that they're saying and using the same words in the shop as their teachers do in the classroom that kind of thing goes back to the relationship thing that Michelle was yeah. talking about we started to gel all of that stuff so now we have barbers planted across this city who have have the knowledge they need from the school district the professionals yeah. and they create a similar experience right there in the chair in their barbershops and then like i said we provide all their resources and all of that good stuff so it's a wonderful thing we got a ton of men involved and they love what it is that we do we just had to create it that was male specific because they didn't want to be the muffin mothers and all
1: of that kind of (laughs) stuff you know what i'm saying so hey All right. We're going to probably get you to define that a little bit more as well. I'm just kidding. Uh, We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to continue talking with Rosalind Rosalind McCoy, Michelle Henry, and, of course, Anna Hall with the Jackson Council PTA. And stay tuned. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.
0: MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information. You're listening to Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey on MPB Think Radio.
1: Another great tune from the Now You're Talking Orchestra. This is Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. We've had a fun show today. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it, too. We've, of course, got the incredibly shy Rosalind McCoy in, in the studio. <laughs> and uh, she loves she loves her headphones as well. She's the Jackson Council PTA president. We got Michelle Michelle Henry who's the vice president of the Jackson Council PTA for middle schools and of course Anna Hall who's with the education committee is in the studio as well. So um you know the barbershop I, I got to go back to that the books in the barbershop which is absolutely brilliant and and you're right cuz I was at my my reunion I'm not going to say what number it was <clears throat> 30 and um <laughs> there were a bunch of us standing around and I mean I I'm pretty lucky. A lot of guys I played football with, I think once we got past the concussions, we had a pretty good life. And we were just sitting there talking about how much our dad's being involved with things. And, of course, they were really involved a lot with athletics, but they were still there and and helping us. But how much that made a difference. And we were all sitting there telling stories about our dads and what they would do at the school and everything. And I just think that the books in the barbershop is brilliant, getting that male influence in there.
3: I agree with you on that. Um, Because here, again, despite popular belief, men really do want... To be involved or engaged is what I call it. You know, they really do want that. But they have needs just like moms do. They have needs just like their children do. And they got skills, too. Yeah. Yeah, And and they have just so much to offer. But a lot of times, and I don't mind saying this, but sometimes when women lead programs, we kind of take over. No. You know, And, and (laughs) (laughs) and all of that stuff. So sometimes that kind of gets in the way of men being able to to go in and do their thing and make genius happen in the form of man yeah. in in our school. So what we did, we just kind of backed up a but little But I think bit. it's
1: brilliant going to the barbershops too because yeah. I mean you, you managed to get one of the main social hubs.
3: Yeah, right. And, everything goes down in the barbershop. The barbershop. Oh, yeah. Everything, she everything. Does. So we just used what was already there and created an experience right. that was useful to the school and to the home. So, you, you know.
4: meet them where they are. Yeah, you don't, they don't have to come anywhere specific. Yeah, they because know. they won't. Right, <laughs> you exactly. <know>. Exactly. <laughs> you know. But you'll see um, men and boys will go to a barbershop on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and so you gather them there where they are and you offer them this opportunity to be involved and engaged. And then you will find my um, husband, when books in the barbershop first came up, encouraged the barber that mm-hmm. does our sons. Yeah. Cut our son's hair to get involved in the um, program because it was really a wonderful program.
1: Right, and that's just—I I just good too that they've been buying in as well right. on that. Talk a little. What does the future hold for the PTA? I mean, how do you see it evolving, changing?
5: Oh, I think that um, the history of the PTA, I would personally love it to change its reputation from mm-hmm. just cupcakes and fundraisers yeah. and, and something like to avoid. Cupcakes are great. Cupcakes yeah. are great. We can for keep breakfast. doing that. Mm-hmm. But um, to to be seen more as an advocacy group yeah. uh, to the benefit of our teachers and our students and our parents and um, for people to utilize that resource And uh, look forward to being. So so you want the
1: A to stand for advocacy? Advocacy. I cannot say that today. Yes. Okay.
4: And and giving kudos to Roslyn as our president, she has led. You better give her kudos. Giving kudos. if I want to keep working, but um, she has led us in the forefront. She's been out front in making sure that we are advocates. That we are biggest. Children's biggest advocates yeah. and um, making sure that parents know that they can come to us. She talked about phones going off and buzzing and ringing inboxes and et cetera. Parents know that they have someone who is on their side and will work on their behalf and will help them. Not only will work on their behalf, but will also train them and teach them how to work on their own behalf. Yeah. Then that is a blessing. And we have been very fortunate through Rosalind's leadership to follow in those footsteps and to open up those doors for so many people to come in and build those relationships and take down the intimidation mm-hmm. factor and mm-hmm. come back. I, I remember when, and now I'm a JPS mom and et cetera. So uh,
1: how can folks find out a little bit more about you? I know you've probably got a website, Facebook, so forth.
4: Jackson council, pta.weebly.com. Um, Jackson Council PTA. I'm sorry. Weebly. Com, and they, but they can just go to any of their local schools okay. and join the PTA. Exactly.
1: That five dollars. That's yeah. all it takes. There you go. Thank you so much for being on today. This thank, is, you. This this was us. thank you. This is fun. I told you go by fast. One by quick. One by quick. Want to thank you, of course, for joining us today, and want to thank our special guests, Jackson Council PTA President Rosalind McCoy, Michelle Henry, and of course Anna Hall as well. Now You're Talking is a production of MPB Think Radio and is produced by the incredible, amazing, wonderful, and now toothless, only one tooth, Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy Health and Fitness with Dr. Josie Bedwell and join us next week for another episode of Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio.